Hello friends and welcome back to Swimming and Singing. I'm Sarah Nelson, I'm a certified yoga therapist and yoga teacher and I specialize in working online with people who think they are too tired, too busy, too anxious or in too much pain to do yoga. I use the traditional tools of yoga along with modern technology to help you create a more easeful and joyful life. If that sparks your interest, head on over to my website and grab the free guide to creating a yoga habit for exhausted perfectionists that I created just for you. The name of my podcast comes from a beloved poem written by Gregory Orr and as a reminder that some days it's all we can do to tread water and then other days there is room for joy. This podcast aims to share practices for both types of days. This podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody but I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Hello friends. The next couple of episodes will be dedicated to ways we can bring balance back to our nervous systems. Today, I want to start with just some general information about what we call the autonomic nervous system. And then we will get into some things that you are probably doing every day that may be keeping your body in a chronic stress response. The folks I work with, as well as, let's be honest, most of the people in our society today, tend to have a dysregulated nervous system. And the work I do is all about regulating the nervous system. Some of the symptoms of a dysregulated nervous system can include things like chronic pain, anxiety, burnout, IBS and other digestive issues, blood sugar issues, weakened immune system, exhaustion, as well as disruption of the endocrine system, like adrenal fatigue, hyper or hypothyroidism, and difficult periods, um, difficulty with perimenopause and or menopause. So it's a lot of stuff. Current understanding of the autonomic nervous system is that there are two branches, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. And we absolutely need them both to survive. But in current society, we have a tendency to reward and glorify the go, go, go qualities of the sympathetic branch. This is why almost anytime you inquire about how someone is doing, they respond, I'm busy. The sympathetic branch is also sometimes called the fight-flight-freeze branch 
because it's the part that kicks in during an emergency, gives us that rush of adrenaline and helps us get through the difficult thing. The trouble comes when we repeatedly trigger the stress response without adequate rest in between emergencies. A common example when talking about the sympathetic branch is that in the distant past, we needed it to outrun tigers. But these days, we use it to deal with our email inbox. Our nervous system doesn't know the difference in actual physical danger versus the fear of missing an important email. You may have seen or participated in a yoga practice where students are moving quickly through sun salutations, sometimes even jumping, holding poses like headstand and shoulder stand for long periods of time, or practicing in a super hot room. These yoga practices are fine for certain people at certain times of life, but they tend to engage the sympathetic branch and reinforce the current cultural obsession with busyness, with busyness, with competition, and with not slowing down. Signs that your sympathetic branch has taken over include dilated pupils, elevated heart rate and breathing, a slowdown in digestion, and increased muscle tension, like you really need a neck and shoulder massage. The parasympathetic branch, on the other hand, is nicknamed the relaxation response. It has the opposite effect on the body, slowing the breath and heart rate, regulating digestion, hormones, and blood sugar, and allowing the muscles to release and relax. Yoga that engages the sympathetic branch will look more like slow movement accompanied by slow breaths, restorative and meditative practices, maybe even some self-massage using tennis balls. So we need both branches, but we need a healthy regulation between the two. We need downtime in the parasympathetic before we amp back up into sympathetic. The benefits of a well-functioning parasympathetic nervous system include a reduced risk of heart disease and stroke, better gut function, decreased migraines, and better overall emotional and physical health as well as possibly a longer lifespan. Today, I'm going to talk about two big triggers that ramp up the sympathetic branch or stress response. And then next week, I'll I'll share two simple activities that can engage the parasympathetic or relaxation response. So let's start with a trigger many of us are addicted to. Consuming the news. When I was a kid, we had newspapers, the evening news, and neighborhood gossip. People had the ability to consciously choose when to engage with the news, 
and they were limited in how much time they could spend consuming it. Come to think of it, there was also talk radio, and my dad was a big fan of talk radio. So there were some folks who might listen to the news most of the day and or the night on the radio, but they were more the outliers. Most adults I knew were living their daily lives with very little interaction with the news. Cut to 2023, where even our entertainment outlets are sources of news. Friends on social media are posting news stories, and late night comedy shows are full of humorous takes on very real national news stories. All the while, our smartphones and devices are pushing a constant stream of breaking news directly into your hands. It's pretty hard to escape, even if you want to. But what effect is this near constant news consumption having on our nervous systems? I bet you already have an idea. Consuming the news can activate the sympathetic nervous system, also known as the stress response, which pumps extra cortisol and adrenaline into your body. And the outcome to that, no surprise, is higher rates of anxiety, depression, exhaustion, and insomnia. And if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is that you're experiencing at least one of those, if not more than one. Studies have shown that after just 14 minutes of passive exposure to the news, there was an increase in both anxious and sad moods from viewing television, news bulletins, and programs. The second nervous system trigger I want to mention is social media. Social media is actually tied pretty closely to the news because it is often an additional source of news, whether that's what you are looking for or not. Social media sites keep us locked into the sympathetic branch of the nervous system, not just by exposing us to news, but also creating feelings of loneliness, being left out, jealousy, regret, and longing. Just checking our social media accounts gives us a jolt of adrenaline. And maybe that sounds harmless, but adrenaline Adrenaline is part of our stress response. So if we are getting little hits of adrenaline all day long, it not only makes us more addicted to social media, it also makes the sympathetic branch dominant, which means more anxiety, depression, insomnia, digestive issues, etc. So what's the solution? Is it just to continue mindlessly consuming news and social media while popping anti-anxiety and heartburn meds and sleeping pills? I'd like to offer another way. Next week on the podcast, I'll highlight two simple activities you can work into your daily life that will help you engage your parasympathetic branch, also known as the relaxation response. 
And then you are all invited to join us in the homecoming membership for a two week spring detox for members where we will be, we will focus on detoxing the nervous system via taking out some sympathetic triggers and adding in some parasympathetic nurturing activities. This is not the kind of detox where I'll be telling you what to eat and what not to eat. If you'd like some support to bring some balance to your nervous system, join the homecoming waitlist and you'll be the first to know when the membership opens to new members at the end of April. Friends, thank you so much for listening to Swimming and Singing. Links and contact information for me and the homecoming waitlist can be found in the show notes and on my website, where you'll also find that free guide to creating a yoga habit for exhausted perfectionists when you sign up for my newsletter. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast. And if you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep swimming and keep singing.